The opinions voiced in this program are for general information only and are not intended to provide specific advice or recommendations for any individual. To determine which investments may be appropriate for you, consult with your attorney, accountant, and financial advisor or tax advisor prior to investing. Investment advice offered through Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, a registered investment advisor. Welcome to the Financial Focus Radio Show. Today, you'll hear the truth in wealth building from the team at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management. The truth in wealth building knowledge is brought to you every week on the Financial Focus Radio Network. If you want to take us up on a free retirement review, one of us will give you an hour or time to talk about anything in your financial life. So if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets, I want to get one of those scheduled. Call our office. That number is 800-743-0988. Or you can always go to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com, and send us an email. Thanks for joining me. My name is Tyler Simonis. I'm one of the partners at Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management here in the great Pacific Northwest. My usual sidekick on the radio, uh, Josh Finelli, is not with me today because his wife had a baby next week or last weekend. Uh, so we're happy uh, that everybody is happy and healthy in the Finelli household. Uh, for those of you that listen to the rest of the show, we're having some technical difficulties. So we're going to play the last three segments of the show. Uh, Josh will be back on, on the radio and you'll say, why in the heck, what's going on? It's just that we're going to have to rebroadcast uh, the last three segments of last week's show. All right. Uh, so there was a very smart guy at the uh, Arizona State uh, Carey School of Business named Hendrik Bessenbinder, and he wanted to figure out what drives the returns of the stock market. So first I should say that when you look at the S&P uh, data, the SPIVA data, and you look at the performance of professional money managers against the benchmark that they're competing. So so if you're a large cap manager, most likely you're getting paid, your compensation is against the S&P 500 and how you do against that. So most professional money managers that manage mutual funds and funds in general do not beat the index by, for which they're getting paid against or which they're trying to beat. Uh, and the data is overwhelming that they're not doing that. Uh, and so if that's true, of course, most likely that, you, you know, that points to we should all own index funds because over time they're going to be professional money managers and they're also going to do it in a more tax efficient way. So, uh, of course, that's even more reason to own them. But then then it's like, well, well, aren't I smart enough to pick individual stocks? Can I go out in the market and pick individual stocks? And the answer is overwhelmingly there is no. And here's the reason. If you go back to 1926, only 4% of all the publicly traded stocks uh, since 1926 account for almost all of the net worth earned by investors in the stock market. So let, let that sink in. Only one in 25 companies are responsible for almost all of the stock market gains since 1926. The other 24 of 25 stocks, that's 96% of them, are essentially worthless ballast. Um, so how are you going to find the next Amazon or Apple or Google? Uh, and really the question you should ask yourself is what should you even try, bother trying? So there's been 26,000, over 26,200 uh, stocks since 1926, publicly traded stocks here in the United States. Uh, and only 4% of them have uh, driven almost all of the returns of the stock market. That means there have been a relatively small number of names that have done extraordinarily well uh, that have driven all of the returns of the market. So why do you, sitting wherever you wherever you are, think that you are going to be the person that are going to be able to pick those names? The answer is you're not. Uh, maybe you are, but I doubt it. I, if I was a bet, you know, I'd love to, to bet against you that you're not going to over your investing lifetime beat the market. So that's more evidence as to why you should not be picking individual stocks. Uh, it, you know, when I see this data, it just it astounds me and think, why would any, why would I or anybody ever think that I can pick individual names and beat markets? Um, the other thing I wanted to share. Uh, so, if you go back to uh, World War II and you look at uh, all the recessions we've had in this country since World War II, uh, the stock market, on average, bottoms 116 days before the economy bottoms. 
So, you know, a lot of people in their in their attempt to time markets say, well, I'm going to wait for the economy to get better and then I'll get back into the stock market. Well, the statistically going back to all those recessions since World War II, the market bottomed 116 days before that happened in your mind. So, uh, you know, you go back to the financial crisis, March 9th, 2009, S&P 500 bottoms at 666. The economy doesn't come out of a recession until September of that year. So quite a, a bunch of, you know, days out into the future. So markets are forward looking, uh, retail investors are not. And that's why retail investors that try to time markets end up with abysmal returns. So remember this stat, and it's very important because markets are forward looking on average, going back to World War II, uh, the stock market bottoms 116 days before the economy does because what does the stock market do? It looks out into the future and says, "I see brighter days ahead." Stocks are cheap, really cheap, uh, and so these names are worth putting some money into. All right, let's tackle some emails. We got an email from a Jim T here in Central Oregon. Uh, Jim says, "Hey guys, love the show. Wish I listened to you last year. I'm 55 and got caught up." With the growth of the market the last few years, I put 60% of my retirement fund in the QQQs, which is the uh, NASDAQ tracking ETF, because I, w I was attracted to the growth. Plus, I figured that since I was in an index that tracked the NASDAQ, I had some diversification. Obviously, that strategy was flawed. My question is, should I stick with the QQQs or sell and diversify the way you guys have always talked about? Uh, well, so... Jim, you're right. I mean, you would have been better off if you had listened to us. Doesn't mean you wouldn't have had seen some declines in your portfolio. Um, so, Jim, here, here's the first thing I want you to know. Uh, I don't, I don't have a crystal ball that tells me what's going to happen in the future, um, other than the Earth's going to continue to go around the sun. But I, I do know that the, a market correction similar to the one we're experiencing right now, the early. Uh, 2000. So if you think about what was happening in the late 90s, free money, Fed starts to tighten, uh, market rolls over in March of 2000 and sells off until August of 2002. So essentially a two-year uh, market sell-off. Uh, you know, the S&P was down fi over 50% during that period. Uh, if you own small cap stocks, you actually made money during that period. NASDAQ went down, ready for this, 82% in that period. So Jim, I don't know that the Nasdaq's going to go down 82%. I don't think so in this this case because the names that lead the Nasdaq aren't as expensive as they were in 2000. But I wouldn't want to risk my retirement money on that bet, right? So diversification is the only free lunch in the investment business. Whether it's you should have done it last year or you should do it now, you should always do it. There's no like time to diversify. It's always like that when you build an investment portfolio – it's not you're not saying I'm not going to diversify and then at some point in the future I'll diversify. Diversification is the only free lunch. So whether it's Jim or anybody else out there, um, you, you know, a lot of people say, well, I'm going to wait till this stock or this index or this investment gets back to where where I bought it. No, you need to reevaluate it every single day uh, anew and say, would I buy this if I didn't own it? I wouldn't buy the triple Qs uh, as my only investment portfolio, especially, Jim, if I was close to retirement. Uh, we got an, an email from a Sam N. Sam says, uh, my wife and I are planning to, on retiring in February of next year. Is it a good idea to retire in a bear market or should we keep working? We are both 66 and we'll depend on our investments for 50% of our retirement income. Uh, well, here's what we tell all of our clients, uh, Sam, that you should never let the market dictate uh, what you know? What you're going to do in terms of you're going to retire your portfolio should always be built around your life circumstances and when you want to retire, not what the market is doing. So, of course, I always tell people if you can keep working, you should do that. The math always gets better the longer you wait. Um, but if you have a portfolio that is set up to deliver uh, that you have a portion of your retirement money, income money in safe assets like U.S. Treasuries, short U.S. Treasuries, then yes, you can retire. If your portfolio hasn't already been built or adjusted uh, for that retirement date, uh, then you know that that's a whole different problem uh, that I probably can't help you with. All right, just a reminder, we're having some technical di difficulties. Uh, the rest of the show, the next three segments of the show, Josh is going to be back. And you say, wait a second, Josh uh, had a baby. He wasn't on the beginning of the show. But what we're doing is we're playing, uh, we're playing a repeat of last uh, weekend's show. 
All right. If you would like to be part of future shows, you can always call us at numbers 877-670-7117. Or you can email us by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. We will be back. Thanks for joining us. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. smart speaker and say play KBAN. That's it. Clean, static-free sound no matter where you are. Use the new KBND Amazon skill with your Echo or Alexa or Ziggy. It's easy. Play KBAN. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer-dryers in the two- and three-bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one-, two-, or three-bedrooms, and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand-new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bed. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two- and three-bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. My name is Corporal Bradley Joseph Seitz. Jerry Reed. Kate Weber. These are real veterans facing a real challenge. I have PTSD. And I have PTSD. I have PTSD. Post-traumatic stress disorder can happen to anyone. I was still in a war zone in my mind. But treatment can turn your life around. Treatment has really saved my life. To learn about PTSD and how treatment can help you, call your local VA medical center or visit ptsd.va.gov. Seems like every day, everywhere, practically everyone is connected on their devices. In fact, the average person was connected almost seven hours a day last year. And 64% of adults admit to taking online risks for convenience. All that browsing, sharing, banking, and shopping makes life easy. But it can expose personal information, making you vulnerable to cyber criminals. That's why Norton 360 with LifeLock makes it easy to help keep your digital life safe. With device security to help block hackers from devices, a VPN for online privacy, and LifeLock identity theft protection to help you keep what's yours. No one can prevent all cybercrime or identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. But with Norton 360 with LifeLock, you can choose to be safer. Join now, this week only. It's the Better Than Black Friday sale. Save up to 45% off your first year at Norton.com slash join. Hurry, this sale is seven days only. So go to Norton.com slash join to save up to 45%. Don't wait. Offer ends June 13th. Financial Focus Radio Show is online all the time via iTunes, Spotify, and Spreaker. Catch past shows online or by downloading the Financial Focus app. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. Um, If you have a question for the show, you can call us at 877-670-7117 or you can send us an email with a question or a comment by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com and click on uh, contact us. 
Uh, so the median uh, sales price of an existing home in the United States has moved above 400000 for the first time. And this is nationally, so uh, that is a big uh, barrier. I mean, it's crazy that the median house, uh, median, median price of a house in the U.S. is over four is a over 400,000 for the first time. That's 44% increase in a two year period, which is bigger percentage increase than we saw before the financial crisis. And to give you some context, the median all time high price during the financial crisis was only right. Well, so that housing market before the financial crisis was only 230,000. Uh, the, the price after during the financial crisis of a house went from 230,000 down to 154,000. So what's that like a 36% drop? Uh, and you know, I, I'm hoping that doesn't happen here, but, um, you know, I, it certainly could, you know, interest rates didn't even go up. We just had a financial crisis over that period. In fact, interest rates went down. Uh, so it will be very interesting to see, but home prices, uh, for those of you that are sort of banking on them, continuing to increase, uh, the way they have from here, um, you might want to uh, reassess that because you think about what's happened. Rates went down, home prices went up. Rates are going up, which means home prices are most likely going down. And even, even I mean, 44% increase in the housing market nationally in, in a two-year period is laughable. <laughs> yeah. But everybody wants to talk about, like, all the causation, supply, you know, all that stuff. And it's like, no, it's interest rates. Your whole life is driven by interest rates. And the sooner you learn about that and know about that, the better off you will be. Well, there's a lot of people mistaking time and place for genius on their part. Oh boy, you're right about that. Uh so this is uh this is pretty funny to me. At its peak, Peloton, you know the the exercise bike company. Um yeah, I said that right. Peloton Cultural Lightning Rod had a market cap larger than MetLife, which is obviously a global life insurance company that was founded in 1868. So if you think about the market this way, last year no price was too high for buyers. This year no price is too low for sellers. And here's what happens. Not, not, not quite yet. Not yet, but it's getting We'll there. get there. So here's what happens, though. My, my bigger point is that the, the idea that Peloton had a greater market cap than, um, than MetLife is laughable to me. And you, you, the funny thing to me is, like, there's an exercise company called Nautilus here in the Pacific Northwest that, you know, is publicly traded and the stock has been a disaster since they went public. And the idea that Peloton is somehow materially different uh, is, is very laughable. Well, I to think me. you're forgetting the differentiating characteristic, which is Peloton is actually a connected fitness company. Yeah, but most of those Peloton bikes that were sold during the pandemic are now officially clothes hangers in people's bedrooms. And we know that's how it works. I mean, Absolutely and those of you, you know, you know, you know who I'm talking about. I mean, that that's yes, happened. I know so them very well. <laughs> here's, here's the reality is um, this is what happens when lots of retail money is buying stocks in the market. It just so happened that this time it was fueled by free money, this modern monetary policy uh, that came from the government. And so when you, when you, this is the idea of this thematic investing that, you know, people are going to be working out from home and this stock is going to be worth, you know, a, a trillion dollars. And it's like, wait, no, it's an ex it's an exercise bike company. What are you talking about? Well, there was a very, very good silver lining in this for a former CEO and founder of Peloton, John Foley. He uh, managed to cash out at the top and took his multi-hundred million dollar fortune and bought a uh, sprawling mansion in the Hamptons. Hey, I mean, he didn't do anything illegal or wrong. <laughs> he just, you know, took advantage of a capital market that was crazy. So good for him, but you shouldn't be on the, the, the buyer side of him selling because, you know, you have to remember, a, a, an exercise bike company is not going to be worth $500 billion. The expanding, 50 years from now, that won't be true. The expanding definition of, quote, air quote, technology businesses over the last few years has been uh, nothing less than astonishing. But I think for me, perhaps even more egregious than that relative valuation is uh, Zoom being worth more than ExxonMobil last year. That, yeah. I mean, that, that to me is the is, – it, that's just heresy. Okay, so let's talk about um, for the last 40 plus years, uh, a great uh, hedge against your stock portfolio was to own bonds of sort of any sort, right? Because if you think back, uh, if you go back to 1982 and you think about where interest rates were there, were then there, 15, 16% on the 10 year treasury, and they came all the way from 16% down to below, to essentially 1%. 
uh, which meant the prices of those bonds went up, right? Interest rates and bond prices have an inverse relationship. And so over that time period, owning bonds of all sorts paid off greatly. And then when we had uh, periods of stock market distress, it was even more important that you had these bonds. And so they were sort of this uh, great hedge in your portfolio that de- that delivered a ton of diversification factor. So if you had a 60-40 portfolio and you know during periods of real distress in the stock market, your 40% in your bonds did extraordinary well. So your overall portfolio didn't decline. Well, guess what? On a year-to-date basis, uh, the bond market, as measured by the aggregate bond index, is down almost as much as the S&P 500. So that same bond portfolio that you all have, that has been a great hedge over you know four decades, is no longer the case. And so, Josh, let's talk about why that's probably going to – that it's not going to be for the – foreseeable future, why that is, but more importantly, what the solution is for all these people. Well, uh, you know, we would posit to you that, you know, and I've seen it expressed quite a lot lately on the financial news networks is that, you know, now's the time to uh, double down in bonds. Uh, We've reached some secular peak in yields or whatever the argument tends to be. But, uh, you know, to us, this idea that inflation is going to be tamed, you know, wh- whether or not we accept that reality that, you know, maybe we're looking at another year of inflationary pressures or they tend to dissipate re- relatively quickly. Uh, that 2% Fed f- target is not going to be reached, I would argue, in 2023. And that still is tantamount to picking up pennies in front of a steamroller and most of fixed income. And our solution you know, which has been right, which is to just own very, very, very short duration here since the uh, onset of coronavirus uh, and own more equities because on the, on the margin, you know, there's no upside ultimately for additional allocations to fixed income. And that's that's the consideration that's playing out in so many different retirees portfolios right now is like, do I want to be is this conservatism actually going to be beneficial to me in the long run? And on the margin, it's definitely not. Yeah. So the solution on the bond side of the portfolio is to shorten your duration to improve the credit quality because the other sort of boogeyman out there in the bond market is a recession and low credit quality bonds, the credit side of your portfolio also getting whacked. So it's you, you, a lot of you have duration risk, meaning the bonds you own are too far out in duration or maturity. And then second, uh, you have low credit quality bonds, which in a recession historically, uh, there's been defaults, and and then that's not uh, then that becomes a problem. The, too. the advisory industry solution is to add alternatives and make it a bond replacement, and we would posit to you that that is precisely the opposite of what you should be doing. Right. So improve the credit quality, shorten the duration is the solution. If rates continue to go higher, that's where it gets reflected first. Uh, and then eventually, maybe you can take duration, but uh, duration risk and credit risk. But now is certainly not the time uh, to take either of those risks. All right, if you'd like to be part of the show, give us a call. The number is 877-670-7117. Or you can always send us an email with a question or comment by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we're going to talk about using investment rules to overcome your emotions. So stick around. Sign up for our e-news today. Get the latest thoughts on the market every other week from Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management, delivered right to your inbox. The short five to six minute video helps you keep up with the market trends. You can always watch past videos on NorthwestQuadrantWealth.com.
in my opinion, the single worst written Supreme Court decision of all time. It is just pathologically stupid garbage, the Casey decision. At the heart of liberty is the right to define one's own concept of existence, of meaning, of the universe, and of the mystery of human life. What the hell kind of new agey bull crap is that? Especially when you're talking about legislation. And when you're talking about legislation that affects other interests, like, you know, the unborn human being. Dan Bongino, weekdays, 9 till noon, only on FM News 100.1 and News Talk 1110 KVND. 70% of Oregon's wildfires are started by people. One careless spark can destroy all that we love. It doesn't take much for a wildfire to ignite and spread quickly across our state's beautiful landscape. Everyday activities like mowing your grass or driving your car can spark a wildfire. Be extra careful this summer. Check weather conditions, follow posted fire restrictions, and keep fire tools on hand to be able to extinguish sparks or fires quickly. Go to KeepOregonGreen.org to learn how you can prevent wildfires. Sponsored by the Keep Oregon Green Association, the Oregon Association of Broadcasters, and this station. We live in a high desert wonderland. And you like to be outside. The Ben Factory stores have what you need. For the Central Oregon outdoor lifestyle. Make a bold statement and save up to 70% every day. Over 20 famous brand names like Columbia, Nike, and Pendleton. And locals like Learning Express Toys, Runway Fashion Exchange, and Cascade Mattress and Bedroom Furniture. Shop with nothing in mind and find exactly what you wanted. Great buys that reflect your personality. It wouldn't be 4th of July without some epic sidewalk sales. Don't miss out on extra savings at many of our stores. Tuesday morning has holiday barbecue gear plus outdoor decor for summer parties at your house. Headed for cool water? Learning Express Toys has a great selection of water toys and outdoor games for the whole family. Remember our stores close at 6 p.m. on the 4th. Smart shoppers start at the Ben Factory stores, South Highway 97. Because everyone needs an outlet. In today's expensive real estate market, it's easy to wind up paying too much for a place to live. That's why Alpine Meadows Townhomes is a smart move. They have washer dryers in the two and three bedroom units, designer kitchens that please, one, two or three bedrooms and approved pets allowed. They're more affordable than all those brand new townhomes. Google Alpine Meadows Townhomes on Northeast 6th and Bed. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. There's an easier place to find affordable housing in Bend. Discover Mountain Glen Apartments and make them your comfortable home. Mountain Glen Apartments are conveniently located with washers, dryers in their two and three bedroom units and designer kitchens. You can pay more, but you cannot get more value than at Mountain Glen Apartments on the corner of Butler Market and Boyd Acres Road. To learn more, Google Mountain Glen Apartments. Professionally managed by Norris and Stevens. It's been a while since I gave myself a real chance to meet someone new. Susan and John are two kindred spirits who rediscovered the romance they deserve on Silver Singles, the secure dating site for singles over 50. John is a massive foodie like me. It's been amazing to experience some of my favorite things again with someone who makes my heart beat faster. I'm so glad I got back out there. Sign up today at silversingles.com slash romance. That's silversingles.com slash romance. Are you in trouble with the IRS? Clara was too until she called Civic Tax Relief. Dealing with the IRS was a stressful time. When I got a hold of Civic Tax Relief, all that stress was taken away. It made the process easy. Call for a free consultation. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. Discover all the relief programs you qualify for in the first free call. 800-841-0908. 800-841-0908. The mission is clear. Give transparent wealth-building advice every week. No sugarcoating, just down-to-earth real market happenings that you can use today. Make sure you follow us on YouTube and get our twice-monthly e-newsletter. Welcome back to Financial Focus Radio. Thanks for joining us. Uh, if you'd like to take us up on a free retirement interview, you can give our office a call if you have at least $500,000 of investable assets. The number is 800-743-0988. Or you can go to our website, Northwest Quadrant Wealth, and send us an email. Just let us know you'd like a free retirement interview. This comes from the Genworth Cost of Care Survey. 
The median cost of a semi-private room in a nursing home facility is $7,900 a month or $94,900 per year. Uh, and so I bring that up because uh, that part of the, the inflation numbers and that uh, part of the end of life sort of care uh, are really bad. And, the, you know, they were bad before we had an inflation problem. And so, um, you know, the, the hardest thing, and I think most people don't want to think about it, is that if you're really rich, you're what we call self-insured. You don't have to worry about, you know, you can pay for this really expensive care out of pocket. Uh, if you're broke, Medicaid pays for it. It's everybody in the middle, which is probably most of the people we're talking to right now. That's your biggest financial risk is, uh, especially if you're married, you know, if you have a million and a half of dollars, you're not going to be self-insured because uh, essentially the co all of your income that your portfolio generates is going to go to one of the spouses in a nursing home facility. And before Medicaid will pay, the only thing that the, like the spouse is still at home they can keep the house, $2,000 in cash, and a car. And so it's like, how is that person supposed to live while so much money is going uh, to nursing home care? And and it, and believe me, long-term care insurance isn't the solution because it used to be that you used to have very generous policies, but those policies got the insurance companies in trouble. And so now the policies are set up so that they don't make any sense to purchase because they don't provide you that much of a benefit. Uh, and so – and I, I'm not saying – sitting here today that I have some solution other than to be rich, but you know, that's not available for everybody. And, and so for most people out there listening, the biggest risk uh, is that long-term care. One of the spouses go into a long-term care facility uh, and it dwindles the assets. Uh, and so the remaining spouse is sort of left high and dry. In defense of the long-term care providers, how do you, how do the actuaries appropriately price? Oh, policy? I'm not saying I, that they're yeah. in the wrong. I'm just no, saying, I know. you know, there, there's, it's sort of, there's a, there's a problem with no solution. Yeah. You know, I mean, it's sort of like every year at the Berkshire Hathaway meeting in Omaha, Somebody asks Charlie and Warren what we do about healthcare in the United States, and they say, "Look, we can answer almost anything <laughs> except for that question. Like, that's the one we we can't touch." Yeah, um, because it's such a hard one. Uh, this is pretty funny. This, this Josh showed me this uh, from Lizanne Saunders' Twitter account. Uh, compared to the other global central banks, whoop, what do we got going here? The uh, they're sorry. Compared to other central global banks. Uh, and their respective bonds, Bank of Japan decisively holds the top spot in terms of ownership of their own bond market, JGBs. Uh, Bloomberg estimates that the Jap Japanese central bank owns 50% of all the JGBs out there. So you think the United States owns a lot of treasuries, or our Fed owns a lot of treasuries? We're a joke compared and to actually both the ECB, the Bank of England, and the Bank of Japan. Japan may just be a couple small islands on the other side of the Pacific, but it's actually the world's third largest bond market. And remember, they're doing the same thing that our Fed was doing, except they are not only... On steroids. They're intensifying it as we speak because they're engaged in a form of yield curve control. They don't want borrowing costs in Japan to spike above a quarter point. So the, the uh, BOJ spike. goes out there and buys everything <laughs> that they can see. And you are watching it in the end. It's turning into a third world currency uh, in the months to come. Do you hear that, Jerome Powell? Okay, let's talk about something that uh, – a way for you to uh, remove – or to try to remove emotion uh, from your investing because we know that the one of the biggest enemies when the market does what it's doing right now uh, is people's emotion. So we get calls from clients that are emotional conversations, and usually by the time the client gets off the phone, we've gotten it back to a more rational, fact-based conversation because that's what we need to deal with when markets get squirrely. But a way to take emotion out of the equation for so many of you in your portfolio or how you deal with your money is to create a rules-based investment approach. So Josh, describe what rules-based investing is, uh, then we can talk about why it's so important, and then we can give some more important some examples so that people have an understanding of, oh, okay, that makes way more sense than me just like having some – reading a bunch of opinions and me having my own opinion and then reacting to that because we know over time that's how you – diminish your investment returns greatly. Write down your rules first. Uh, the best way that you're going to be able to divorce yourself emotionally from uh, decision making and your own money is by delineating it beforehand and looking at a written reminder. Generally, you could your rules are going to fall into one of two categories, whether it's 
time-based. Vanguard's got some great studies that show rebalancing, meaning selling stocks or either buying them based on uh, where they are as a relative allocation with your portfolio. About 18 months is the ideal time frame for rebalancing. Most 401ks only have an auto rebalance option, uh, which is a little bit too frequent. Uh, So you might not necessarily want to set auto rebalance, uh, depending on your own personal risk tolerance. Uh, That's the time-based number of rules. You could say, I'm going to rebalance every 18 months, regardless of what markets are doing, and follow that rule. Uh, The other type of rule that you could de- you could devise beforehand when you're sort of creating your investment policy statement or whatever it may be uh, is threshold-based. So you're going to say, uh, if markets deviate by 5%, I'm going to sell some fixed income and buy stock. Or conversely, uh, if markets rise by 5%, I'm going to sell some stock, reduce risk in my portfolio, and add fixed income. That's the way to do it, is break your rules into either in time-based or threshold-based and then look at them in written form. And when market corrections like the one we're experiencing now happen, your one of your rules is likely going to be triggered or the amount of time has passed and you're going to execute on that rule regardless of whether or not you want to. That's the point. So those are examples of rules. Um, I, I think the important thing for you to understand is that Those are just some examples. Like if you think about the best investors, the Buffets of the world, the Jim Simons of the world that have unbelievably great track records, they have rules uh, that they stick to that may be very different than yours. So as long as you have sound rules and then you stick to them, uh, statistically, you should do uh, pretty darn well over time investing in in markets. Uh, But some other examples of rules are – um, you know that you're only the, the only uh, way you're going to invest in your capital is through index investments. So you know either index mutual funds or index exchange traded funds. So that when you know occasionally the market will dislocate or a certain stock will dislocate or a certain stock will, you'll become interested in, you'll say, well, you know I want to buy that social media stock or I want to buy that SaaS stock or I want to buy that whatever ag stock. Um, you have to have rules so that you don't deviate from investing in indexes so that you're not going out there trying to buy some great, you know, hot stock uh, that exists in the market. You have, you have to have rules that says, you know, I'm, I'm never going to let my stock exposure go above a certain percentage because I know my tolerance for volatility isn't that great. So your rules sort of have to be based on you knowing yourself and how you have historically behaved in markets and then creating rules around you know behavior modification so that as long as you like josh said write your rules down and then when your brain wants you to do something stupid you look at your rules and your rules keep you from doing it so the the, you know an example good example like josh gave of a rebalance uh of our rules is that you know in march of 2020 when the coronavirus hit and the market was down 34 percent in in 19 trading days our rules were triggered and that that said our portfolios had to rebound be rebalanced which meant we were selling bonds which were doing well at the time and buying stocks which we get getting obliterated, we happen to do it three trading days before the market bottom, not because Josh and I are investment savants or brilliant or geniuses. The brilliance was that we created the rules that told us to do the rebalance. And so at the time, it felt really awful, but it obviously turned out to be the right thing. We just didn't know it at the time. That's how rules can help you be successful. The most important part of your rules is that they take your emotion out of the equation because Really, the success and genius of Buffett is he is able to act very rationally when other people are losing their heads. And that's part of his rules, right? And so if you can create rules for yourself as part of an investment policy statement, knowing yourself and your past behaviors, and then most importantly, stick to those rules, even when it feels really hard to do uh, over time, that will help you be a, a, a successful investor. All right, if you want to be part of the show, call us 877-670-7117 or send us an email by going to our website, northwestquadrantwealth.com. When we come back, we'll have one last segment of emails, so stick around. Get your free one-hour retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. 
sizzling 4th of July savings right now at Wilson's of Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. Hi, it's the Count of Bonacristi. Wilson's has worked with our manufacturers to provide exceptional values. Hot prices on great brands like Flex Steel, England, Southern Motion, and handcrafted Amish furniture from Country Classic Collections. Get an instant $100 rebate for every $1,000 you spend on stressless sofas and recliners. Red-hot prices on cool, handmade luxury mattresses from Heirloom, Cluft and & Marshall, and Instant Comfort, the number bed that changes with you. And summer savings on England, Sutherland, and Serta Arctic mattresses. Plus, savings of up to 75% in Wilson's Bargain Center, way at the back of the store there. Save yourself up to 75%. Plus, special 0% financing and free delivery is available. See the store for all the details. Shop sizzling 4th of July savings now at Wilson's of Redmond and Wilson's Mattress Gallery Bend. They've been keeping it local for 60 years. Get ready to wine, dine, and make a difference. It's the 10th anniversary of Cork & Barrel, Ben's three-day wine and food event sponsored by Avion Water Company. Come out July 14th through 16th. Dine with winemakers from the Willamette Valley or get tickets to sip Friday night's big wine-tasting party presented by the Hassan Company and Northwest Foundation. Or attend the Grand Crew Gala event. It's all happening at the Riverhouse Convention Center. Cork & Barrel benefits the Kids Center. Get your tickets today at Cork & Barrel.org. Park and Barrel, made possible by First Interstate Bank, Les Schwab Tires, Bigfoot Beverages, Central Oregon Radiology Associates, Klein Investment Strategies, Evolve Health, Central Oregon Daily, and Combined Communications. Cork and Barrel, a great way to show your support for the Kids Center. Three days of wine and food with winemakers dinners, Friday nights sip, and the Grand Crew 2022. Get your tickets now at corkandbarrel.org. is on USA. It's a race for the playoffs. The drama. He gets turned into the ball. The excitement. Yeah, the characters. You don't like that kind of racing? Don't even watch. Next stop, Road America. It's four miles long, 14 quarters. This is a tough track. NASCAR, Sunday 3 Eastern on USA. They say to never mess with the classics, but Panera did just that and more with our new chef's chicken sandwiches. By using pan-seared chicken, our secret garlic aioli recipe, Parmesan crisps, and pickle chips, all on a buttery brioche roll. Because if no one messed with the classics, you'd never have a chicken sandwich this good. New chef's chicken sandwiches from Panera. Only $1 delivery fee when you order on our app. Restrictions apply. For details, visit PaneraBread.com slash delivery info. Discount Fireworks Superstore is giving away thousands of dollars in free fireworks tonight. Free fireworks for every child from 7 to 9 p.m. And you can enter to win a 60-second shopping spree. That's right. Every child gets free fireworks from 7 to 9. And you can enter to win a 60-second shopping spree. You don't want to miss the fun for the whole family. Free fireworks plus enter to win a 60-second shopping spree. Log on to DFSFireworks.com or text DISCOUNT to 59769. <laughs> Get your free retirement review. Meet with a Northwest Quadrant Investment Advisor today for free. It's our offer to you as a listener to the show. Give us a call today to schedule your portfolio review. 800-743-0988. Again, 800-743-0988. Call us if you want to get one of those scheduled. Josh, one of us will give you a, uh, an hour of our time to talk about anything in your financial life, your portfolio. Uh, your asset allocation, your state plan, your financial plan, whatever you want to talk about is fair game. So call the office to get that scheduled or send us an email. If you go to our website, you can do that. All right. One of the things that I think is important for people that are retired, especially are considering retiring to know about uh, is one of the best uh, protections you can give yourself <coughs> against inflation over your retirement is delaying your social security. So uh, every, I hopefully people know that every year you wait after 62, between 62 and 70 to take Social Security, your Social Security payments go up by 8% per year. So not so so it's it's 8% uh, per year in your income, which is a big big difference. Uh, um, and so every year you wait 8%. But then remember the cost of living adjustments that are being added to Social Security go on top of that 8%. So 
If you can delay your Social Security as long as possible, that is your best protection against inflation uh, in retirement is delaying that uh, because not only you're getting the 8% increases, but you're getting the cost of living adjustments on top of those, which is quite significant. And so the strategy to employ for those of you is to take more from your retirement accounts to delay Social Security. And, and then once you go on Social Security, then you reduce the amount you're taking from uh, your retirement accounts. I know most financial advisors aren't going to tell you that, but that is a really good strategy to protect yourself from inflation. And in the retirement. 2022 COLA projection, 8.6%. No, <laughs> so it's crazy. You're talking Biggest about ever by 16.6% growth in a essentially risk-free payment stream. In your income, which uh, is huge. Where else in your world are you going to find that? Nowhere. Nowhere. Celsius. Celsius. Yeah, uh, stable coins. Uh, this comes from the Treasury Department. The yield on the ten-year Treasury note has more than doubled year to date. It rose from four point, or sorry, one point four percent at the close of trading last year, to just to over three percent um, now. Over sixty years, so between nineteen sixty-two and twenty twenty-one, the yield on the ten-year note has never doubled over the course of a calendar year. And this year, we did it in six months, which is pretty interesting. <laughs> Uh, but it's obviously come from where it's coming from is the problem. All right. Uh, yeah, we, that's, that's Kathy Wood math. <laughs> well, Kathy Wood. We got an email from a John in Ben. John says, with stocks down and no end in sight to the bear market, should my wife and I take money out of our retirement plans to pay off our mortgage? We are both retired and our mortgage rate is just under 4%. Uh, if it's coming from retirement accounts specifically, absolutely not, only because your marginal tax rate uh, on top of you know other ordinary income you may have uh, likely going to mean that your cost of capital is significantly higher than uh, your 4% interest rate. I mean, it's, that one's pretty simple. Just the state tax rate alone will compensate for that. But uh, we certainly can empathize with this desire to uh, deleverage for a lot of people out there. And if your source of funds is not necessarily a retirement account, uh, may it, it may be a Roth or uh, some version of a taxable account or cash out there that is uninvested and doesn't have capital gains liability associated with it. That may be, you know, a sensible strategy, not purely in the mathematical sense, but it's just in the sense that you know we definitely see a lot of retirees out there that know that the arbitrage. Uh, maybe isn't there for them, but they're doing that just because they don't want the leverage. Uh, and that's something that, you know, is totally respectable and we understand. I don't think it's respectable. Why didn't you do it last November? Why are you doing it now? Like th the theory that because we're in a bear market <laughs> is the reason you're going to cash in stocks when they're at a discount to pay off your I, mortgage. I was, I was, I was, I was neglecting the bear market rationale. I just think that it's a respectable yeah, notion this is, to with, reduce this is, leverage. With, this is the sentence with with stocks down and no one in sight to the bear market was the rationale. Well, and again, like I rejecting the actual premise of the question almost entirely you know i was i would say like i can Sorry, John, empathize I this can, is what you should have asked <laughs> yeah this i can empathize with that idea of reducing leverage but uh you know definitely not well but implied in his question is that by paying off the mortgage uh he gets a guaranteed return of four percent because his mortgage rate is four percent but that rationale like it, 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 the the reality is is like if you're it, so clearly you don't have like this lo long-term plan with your money. It's like you're making decision, this big decisions based on what markets are doing in the short term. Yeah. When over time, you know, so if you were going to pay off your mortgage with whatever assets you were going to use, this stock market shouldn't have been part of the equation in that decision, right? So you should have said, when I get to retirement, I want my mortgage to be paid off for these reasons. Not now saying, oh, we're in a bear market and I think it's going to get worse. Therefore, I'm going to sell assets that are down to pay off a mortgage. That rationale doesn't make sense. If you think about it, like Josh said, from the purely mathematical standpoint, do you believe, John, or do we believe that over time uh, your portfolio is going to do better than 4%? Yes, if it's invested properly in low-cost index funds and a good asset allocation. I absolutely believe over time uh, your, your, port, your investment portfolio will do better than 4%. And so then, then you say to yourself, well, the math makes sense for me to leave that money invested, especially if I have enough cash flow to pay off my mortgage. Uh, but the, your, your theory, John, in that you're guaranteeing yourself a 4% return, allegedly, yeah, we by paying off your mortgage. We can't co-sign on that logic. That, that just uh, – we're not going to uh, go there. 
Uh, okay, we got an email from a AG in Redmond. Uh, my wife and I have started talking about setting up our estate plan now that we have two kids. Sounds like Josh. Uh, how do we know if we need a basic will or a trust? Well, you absolutely need a will. Um, well, you need yeah, you need you need something is the definite answer yeah. to that question. Whether or not you need a trust, you know, is depending on the the size of your estate, et cetera, can dictate whether or not that. I mean, the will should be the starting point, absolutely, and you a hundred percent need a will, and uh, you both need one, and you need to do it as soon as you can. Uh, Beyond that, the trust mechanism isn't going to likely do much for you if you're in that stage of household formation. Uh, your beneficiaries are young. It's you know it's going to give you privacy, whatever else. It's it's not something that is an imperative like the will is, but uh, that's the first step. And then the rest of it you can work on later, or alternatively you can use your will to actually. Uh, provide for the creation of a trust upon your passing, which is another good strategy. Yeah, so so I guess the, the decision point for between if you need a will or a trust uh, is you know things like if you have an estate tax problem either uh, at the federal level or the state level, a trust can help you do some estate planning there, uh, some con controlling of some assets, that kind of thing. But it sounds like you're relatively young and, and you know you have new kids and they're minors. So like Josh said. You definitely need to both get in there and get a will, uh, get that set up, and then potentially, if you, if you, uh, you know, if one of you died, and ha you know, you, and you might want to set up a trust, or if both of you died, you might want to set up a trust for the benefit of your kids. That's what I have. Is that if my, my wife and I both died at the same time, a trust gets set up for the benefit of my kids, uh, which uh, somebody manages for the, on their behalf. All right, that's our show this week. Thanks for joining us. Remember to buy low, sell high. We'll see you next week. been listening to partners of Northwest Quadrant Wealth Management on the radio show Financial Focus. Remember, you can email or call with your questions anytime during the week. Visit financialfocusradio.com for more information. See you next week on Financial Focus. Any opinions expressed herein are given in good faith and are subject to change without notice and are only correct at the stated date of issue. Past performance is not always indicative of future results. This material is not intended as an offer or solicitation for the purchase or sale of any security or other financial instrument. Securities, financial instruments, or strategies mentioned may not be suitable for all investors. Prices, values, or income from an investment mentioned in this report may fall against the interest of the investor, and the investor may get back less than the amount invested. This material does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, and is not intended as a recommendation of particular securities, financial instruments, or strategies to you. Before acting on any recommendation on this material, you should consider whether it's suitable for your particular circumstance, and if necessary, seek professional advice.